So Mark 6, we're in Mark 6. Thanks, Sonia, for that reading. And I'd like to summarise the Broken Vessels series. Because to be honest, it's, it's not really a sermon series. To be a broken vessel is, is, is not something that I can teach you. It, it's not really something I can teach myself. To be a broken vessel in the presence of God is something that happens to me that God teaches me. And I have to be the person willing to be broken, willing to learn in that brokenness. And I think, I don't know about you, but for me, maturing as a Christian, like growing in my relationship with God, I mean, I can fill my head with all the knowledge in the universe. I've got it on my phone. I can just Google, what does this mean? You know, and it's there. But to grow in my relationship with God, often it's in the breaking. It's in those moments where I'm broken, where my expectations aren't met, or when I find out my own frailty or my own weakness. And it's in those moments, I don't know about you, but it's, it's in those moments, I have the opportunity to grow stronger or to continue to be weak. And it's only in those moments the opportunity for me to grow stronger comes from me being weaker and surrendering to him. And I couldn't think of a better illustration than what Sonia read out for us before. Now, it's the feeding of the 5,000. But did you notice who fed the 5,000? Who fed the 5,000? That's the trick question for tonight. In fact, there's also another feeding of some thousands, which comes after this one, and it's Jesus and 4,000 people being fed. And not once does Jesus say, I fed them. What did he say to the disciples? The disciples come to Jesus. Basically, they've been doing ministry. The disciples are following Jesus. And, oh, there's a spider up there. Don't look at that, everyone. <laughs> Anyone afraid right now? Need deliverance? No, good. Good. Just me. All right. Is it moving or dead? I think it's dead. Jesus and the disciples are in a remote place. They're in the wilderness, right? And they are ministering to people. <laughs> it's okay. It's not going to get anyone. They are ministering to people. And they're ministering to them spiritually like and physically. They're, 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 Jesus is healing people's diseases. He's teaching them. He's casting out demons. In fact, the feeding of the 5,000 happens in all four Gospels. It's, it's one of those own, only stories that happens in all four Gospels. And it's really amazing that all four Gospels focus on something different. And John, John speaks about how Jesus is the bread that came down from heaven. And he uses the feeding of the 5,000 to describe how Jesus is like God's provision for us. And that if we feed on his teaching and let him lead our lives, and if we ingest and internalize everything that he teaches and who he is, then we actually have life and life abundantly. But here in Mark, I like to focus on Mark or think of Mark as a practical kind of guy. Mark is like straight down the line. He's really practical. There's always something happening in, in Mark. I don't know if he's got ADHD or not, but there's action, 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 action. It's next, 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 and, and, and. I think the word and in Greek is like lots in Mark. And so here we see action happening. 
there's ministry happening to these people in the wilderness. So many people need help, don't they? You, you know them. They need help. We, we can't do things ourselves anymore. So many people need help. I've got a funny story. Um, I'm driving my car. Who, who now relies on the Melways to help them drive their car? Does anyone know what Melways is? Yeah. Okay. So who, who relies on some kind of navigational device? Right, what happens, what happens when, your, when your internet connection on that navigation device throws a curly one? Like it, it starts going, you know what, instead of going straight down this road, you need to turn left, do a massive U-turn, and then go straight down where you've just been. Anyone ever had that before on there? And, and are you in this point now where you go, do I follow this robot or do I use my common sense? And... And we are becoming, I think in society, so many, so many of us are slowly becoming needy to something else, telling us what to do. And these people are in the wilderness and they are hungry for teaching. They're hungry for truth. They're hearing it from, from they're hearing teaching from the religious people of the day. But when Jesus hits the scene, there's something about him that's different. And so they would go into the wilderness to listen to what Jesus had to say, to, uh, to be healed by him to be set free from demonic oppression by him, um, bring their friends to be healed as well. So they all come to Jesus and it's massive. It's in the wilderness. There's thousands of people there. And what happens? Verse, tw uh, verse 12, they, they, oh, sorry, not verse 12, verse 15. Late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowd away so they can go to the nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. So there's a problem. We've done our ministry. We've, we've gone as far as we can. And now we can't provide these people food. We can't go to that level. They can just provide it for themselves. Send them away, Jesus. This is what we should do. And Jesus recognizes the problem, but he sees a different answer. And isn't it true, like we just spent some time praying for one another? I wonder how many of our prayers, what, when you're praying for somebody, I wonder how many of us think, hey, you know what, I can actually be the answer to that prayer. Why am I praying about that when I can actually help them? I can be an answer to that prayer. Instead of just saying, God, please bless them. Step in and bless them. And Jesus kind of gives the disciples an opportunity to recognize what it means to be a minister following him. But the disciples are caught up in this idea that they've got nothing. Jesus is the one who does all the work. They can't do anything, so they'll send the, send the people away. And Jesus says, yeah, I get it. They're, they're hungry. They've been here a while. We're all tired. You feed them. He said to the disciples, you feed them with what they asked. We'd have to work for months to earn enough money to buy food for all these people. That is, that's a very normal answer. Like if I was to say that to you guys, like if we had some kind of ministry or something and someone forgot to order food and I said, you feed them, 
<laughs> the disciples gave a real answer. I would expect you to give the same. We don't have the money to provide for this. We don't have what it takes. We can't do it. We don't have the resources. We've been here so long, we just can't do any more. We've tried. And Jesus says, okay, no worries, guys. Well, you gave it a good, good red hot crack. Just leave it then. Just come back again next Sunday and we'll do the same thing again. No, Jesus doesn't say that. <laughs> Thank you for being awake. Jesus says to them what? What does, he, what does he ask them? Have your Bibles. Come on, have your Bibles. I'm just a talker. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Grab your Bibles. Mark chapter 6. Verse 18. Or 16. My apologies. No, 18. I was right. <laughs> he said, how much bread do you have? Go and find out. What do you have? What do you have? You know, I'm, I'm, in, this, I'm in this place sometimes in the, in the week. In fact, this last week I was in this place. And I was like, Lord, what do you want to teach your church this Sunday night? What is it you want us to learn? Because we could learn as much as we can about theology and, you know, head stuff. But what is it you want to say? What does God want to speak to Hope for Pakenham tonight? And I'm like, Lord, what do you want to get? I'm just the guy out the front. You, you know me, Lord. I don't have much. But he's like, what do you have? Check it out. I have a mouth. Shutting it up is the trick. But he's like, if you could give me that mouth, I'll use you. All right, no worries. And I'm just up the front, giving him my mouth. So the disciples come to him and they, they say, we, we have, uh, where are we, 18? The disciples, they, um, they came back and reported, we have found five loaves of bread and two fish. In other words, see, we're going home. We're sending these people to the farms and the nearby villages. This is not happening. Jesus, what are you thinking? And Jesus doesn't just dismiss them and just dismiss the crowd based on logic. He is functioning based on his word. What was his word to the disciples? You feed them. Now, Jesus will never command you or me to do anything that he won't equip us to do. So if he asks you to do something really, really, really hard that's almost outside of your pay grade or outside of your qualifications, guess what's going to happen next? He's going to provide for you and qualify you to do what he's called you to do. So if he's called you to do something, his word will back up what's going to happen next. You just have to wait and be patient and believe him and follow him. And so he said to the disciples, you feed them. They've come back thinking, well, that's not going to happen. And he says, what have you got? And so they give it to him. Then Jesus told the disciples to have the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of 50 or 100. Now I've heard people give reasons of why they're in 50 or 100. I don't know. 
I guess it's just a bit of organization. I'm not sure. But this is the bit I love the best. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven and blessed them. Then, he, then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. Isn't that so cool that you and I can come to Jesus and go, this is all I have. This is my life. I'm not a good singer. I'm not talking about me. Oh, yeah, maybe I'm not a good singer. But like you might be like, oh, I'm not a good singer. I can't, I can't lead worship at the front. I, I'm just good at maths. Okay, give him what you've got. Just give him maths. Oh, I'm not good at preaching. I wouldn't know about theology and the Bible and that sort of thing. Uh, I, just, I just like hanging out with people. Okay, give him what you've got. Hang out with people. And what he's going to do is whatever you have, it could just be something totally random, like mowing lawns. He will take whatever you give him. He will bless it and he will break it so that he can feed others through you. Just the same way that he's fed you. But it doesn't work unless you give it. See, they could have gone through the crowd. The disciples could have gone through the crowd that day and gone, there's only five loaves and how many, how many, how many fish? Two. Five loaves, two fish. Guys, who's going back to Jesus with this? <laughs> Peter, you be the guy. No, you be the guy. I'm not going back to Jesus. This is all we've got, guys. What are we going to do? They could have just given up and gone, you know what? Jesus, we didn't find anything. We got nothing. And I wonder what Jesus would have done with that. But Jesus took what they had. Now, you might think, I don't have a lot to give. But what do you have? What do you have? You might be good at solving puzzles. Give it to him. See what he does with it. You might be good at maths. Give it to him. See what he does with it. Science. Go for it. You might be good at walking dogs. Give it to him. What is it that you can do? Every single one of us, every single person that's listening to my voice, on Spotify even, hi guys, can do something. You have something. And you might think it's nothing. But if you give it to him, he will take it. And he will bless it. In other words, he will, he will have heaven's, heaven's point of view on it. <laughs> and then he will break it. He will break it. In other words, it might not be what you expected it to turn out like. It might be a little bit different to how it started, but he will get the glory and he will use you to bless others and send them away satisfied in his presence. What happens that day is there's 5,000 people plus being fed. Jesus took it. He looked up to heaven. He blessed it. He broke it. And he kept on giving it to them. And it says in verse, 
what is that number? 42. My apologies. It probably is 42. They all ate as much as they wanted. And afterward, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers, uh, leftover bread and fish. A total of 5,000 men and their families were fed from those loaves. There's leftovers. What happened to those leftovers? And how come there's more leftovers than there was to start with? So who fed the 5,000? The story goes on later on. There's a feeding of the 4,000. Who fed the 4,000? There was also leftovers from that one more than what was started. It's amazing what miraculous things God can do through ordinary people who come to him and say, I can't do this. This is all I've got. Here you are. So let's just do that. I've got nothing more to say. Let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight. We thank you. We thank you so much for Jesus. We thank you that you gave him to us. You blessed him at his baptism. You broke him on a cross. And you're able to satisfy our sin. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you have the power to use us however you see fit. And Lord, so we come to you tonight, we come to you every day, but especially tonight being reminded, Lord, that you don't, you don't turn us away. If we've just got a little bit, you take that. And so, Lord, we give it to you. Maybe some of us do it tonight. We just think of something right now that we've got in our life. It could be a relationship. It could be a career. It could be a future hope. Or it could be some skill or talent. And we give it to you, Lord. It might not be much in our eyes, but we, we pray that you would use this. You'd take this and that you'd use it to bless others so that they would come to know you more and more in their life. And they would come to that point where they can come to you and do the same thing with their lives. Hand it over to you so that you can bless it. So, Lord, we just uh, thank you for that, Lord. Give us the confidence to do that on a daily basis, Lord. And we thank you that you are with us and you're for us. You're able to do an amazing thing through us for your glory. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I couldn't help but think of um, Ephesians um, chapter 2, uh, 3. And um, so this, this is the end of the service, all right? So if you wanted to, we can be praying. Um, I'd like to encourage you, if, if, uh, if God is challenging you tonight, like to hand something over or, you know, if you're not sure about your future, let's, I'd love to pray with you about it. But I'd, I'd like to leave you with this blessing um, from the Lord. Uh, now all glory to God. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think.
Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. God bless you guys. Hope you have a fantastic week. 